Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, sitting here in the office with a hot beverage in hand. Well, technically it's on the desk. It's not in my hand, but it is coffee. It's black. It tastes like wet, moldy socks because apparently nobody can buy good coffee in the office. Whatever's on sale, Mike, we got to save pennies. I'm not sure. I understand that. But my ulcers look like grapefruit from all this coffee. Uh, You know, have a little mercy on a guy. I show up. I show up. I do the job. At least get coffee that doesn't taste like socks. Wet, moldy socks at that. Anyway, uh, first off, apologies for last week. I had every intention of sitting down and recording a program while on the road. We were headed back home. Uh, we stopped uh, overnight at a place in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, it was a little off the beaten path up uh, on, a, on a dirt road because, uh, you know, I'm a frugal sort of guy. I, I, I know you're thinking to yourself, why would you be private jets and McMansions next to Joel Osteen? You got the wrong picture of the wrong guy. So anyway, uh, we got there on time. Uh, I had planned on uh, pulling out the old mic and uh, doing an hour's worth of gripping audio for you, but the internet was uh, spotty at best. I managed to get a message out to Gino saying, no interwebs, you should probably play a recording. Now, the good thing about this program is that if you play a program that aired three, four months ago, uh, it, it sounds American prophetic for today. I mean, the stuff we talk about six months in advance is what starts to, you know, materialize. Uh, and uh, you, you could have thought it was, you know, something from last week, probably. But we made it into 2024. I know everyone's excited. I'm uh, almost jubilant. I'm going to start using the big words on you because Only Lord knows how much time we have left. And I need you to understand just how vast my vocabulary is. No, I kid. But yes, some people are jubilant about getting into 2024 because they think, you know, if they had to to buy a new cute kitty calendar, uh, that means their life is going to magically transform and change into the better. It's always better, isn't it, though? Change, apparently, is always for the positive. It's always for the better. Because everybody that I've talked about, oh, thank goodness, 2023 is over. 2024 is looking juicy. And then the first day of 2024, you had, what, 7.5 earthquake in Japan. I think that's probably going to set the tone for the, next, for the rest of the year. Uh, personally, because you have to understand, just geopolitically, and given that there's a presidential election come November this year in America, things are not going to be peaceful. Uh, they're, they're not going to be, uh, docile. Uh, we're not, we're not going to be, uh, walking around in harmony, uh, holding hands and, and, and singing about flower petals and 
rainbows. Uh, it's it's going to get gnarly. And this isn't, brother, are you prophesying? No, it's just the way I see things coming along. Whenever I, I share a prophecy or a dream, I make sure to, to be very explicit that it's a prophecy or a dream. But nowadays, come on, anybody that's, prophesying 2024 is going to be, you know, a year of, of, of difficulty, hardship, and chaos. All, all you have to do is, is understand what's happening. It's not prophecy. Come on, stop. You know, I understand that calling yourself a prophet, uh, you know, makes you feel better about your, you know, existence. But if you claim to be something that you're not, especially uh, something that God is in control of and and something that is his purview understand that that comes with consequences not from me but from god so better better to be a humble individual and say the way i see things but again most people think that if they slap a thus says the lord in front of it it makes them more credible if you want to offer your opinion do so and i've heard a lot of opinion oh the 20 because Look, we're, we're, we're so infantile in our thinking that we think anything that rhymes with four is uh, what's going to happen prophetically. So now 2024 is the year of your open door. Everybody, I, I, I got so many Facebook messages. I'm like, this has to be a joke. Turned out it wasn't. Fully grown people of 2024, the year of your open door. Into what? You could be opening a door to an outhouse. They smell. Stop with the infantile lunacy that is passing for spirituality. There's, there's no good thing coming in 2024. They're, they're already starting. California and Maine are, are already reinstituting uh, mask mandates because of your safety. They are concerned about... Your safety, they are concerned about you being healthy. Uh, and uh, while they're insisting that you wear a mask that is utterly useless against the thing they're telling you they're protecting you from, they're encouraging you to eat 3D printed meat. I know. It's not really meat, but they call it that. It's, 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 it's 3D printed. It's basically plastic food but they're looking out for you no they're starting off slow hoping people will once again submit so they can do what they need to do and they're already i was talking about this with a friend on facebook i know it's sad but i do go on facebook from time to time and and if they're on i'm like click click click, click. how are you we're good okay uh I, i was talking to a friend this morning actually and i said look they're already starting to wag the dog Polling, I know. You, you look at the State of the Union as it sits. You look at everything that's happening in America. And the first thing that goes through your mind, I'm sure, is, boy, I hope this administration wins another term. Isn't it? But they're already starting to psychologically prepare people, wag the dog, as it were, for the inevitable outcome of a second term for the Biden-Harris presidency because they did such a good job the first four years. Uh, so the, the new polling says that 
head-to-head, Biden beats everyone but Trump. And with Trump, he's just uh, even. Look, it, it takes... It takes somebody thinking you are so mentally incapacitated as to need to be spoon-fed broth to try to pass one of these polls along and say, this is how the American people feel. And taking, uh, you know, that whole poll, there's a lot of uh, media outlets Again, it's just a joke nowadays, the media. Come on. These are people that are funded by those in power to propagandize the simple-minded. Let's just call it what it is and not beat around the bush, okay? Uh, The New York Times, I know the most credible paper in the world, says that the soaring costs under the Biden administration uh, are only more expensive on paper. So you're just imagining more money leaving your wallet every month. It's just your imagination, young one. Are you broke? You're just imagining it. You should take all your bills and burn them and, and, and say, I give them to the Lord because I tithe to Mike Murdoch. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's on par with that nonsense. So the New York Times is saying uh, the fact that you're broker now than you were a year or two years ago is just your imagination. Look, I've told you this before. I look at one thing that I purchase regularly, and that is uh, water by the gallon. There's a certain water, and I know I've had this discussion. People have made fun of me. To me, certain water tastes different than others. This isn't anything. It's not, you know, Fiji. Mike only drinks Fiji. He's spoiled rotten. No. I wouldn't spend five bucks on a bottle of water. I didn't get kicked in the head by a horse. Uh, but it's just natural spring water. It's uh, something springs. You have, it, I think it's the same company that has like Ozark Springs up in Tennessee, and this is uh, something with ice, ice mountain spring water or something. So uh, when the big orange man left office, a gallon of my water was uh, between 99 cents and a dollar eight. Sometimes they put it on sale. I don't know if water expires. They thought it did. So I'd wait for a sale. I'd buy 30, 40 gallons. I'd be good for a minute. So it went from from that. Last time we talked about it, it was uh, teetering on $2 and change. Now it's all the way up to $2.50. It's gone up another 40 cents in the last, I don't know, three, four weeks. Because I got back home and I'm like, oh, man. I, I used to buy 10 gallons of water for 10 bucks. Now it's down to four. And you're telling me that it's just my imagination? It's, it's, it's only on paper that I'm seeing things cost more? But this is, this is what they're trying to convince people of. Why do you think the Biden administration uh, is, what, what is it, uh, decriminalizing the smoking of uh, the marijuana? Because the more docile and dumbed down they can keep people, the easier it is to pass this kind of nonsense. No, that ambulance is not for us. Nobody in the office has fallen over and can't get up, so it's just passing by. Everyday costs incurred by American workers since President Jose Biden assumed office are only more expensive. 
expensive on paper. There you go. Don't be dumb and don't complain. The New York Times just settled it for you, okay? Everyday cost incurred by you, the average Joe, the taxpayer, the schmuck, the peon, the number on a government database that is expected to funnel money into the government so they in turn can funnel it wherever they feel they can profit most. Uh, you peoples. So you peoples, you think things are more expensive, but they are not. Okay? Everyday costs incurred by American workers since President Biden assumed office only more expensive on paper. New York Times economic reporter Gianna Smilek wrote Wednesday about the good news economy. What's the good news? You lost a few pounds? Remember a couple of years ago when we talked about the Venezuela diet? Huh? How many of you are praising Jesus for your weight loss? Not because you were trying extra hard or you started going to the gym, but you're just eating less because you can't afford to eat as much as you used to. Members of the establishment media constantly appear to use a semantic trick to express optimism about the president's economy, when in fact Americans are very unhappy about the increased costs. You're just imagining them. Nothing has increased. It's just a package size that has decreased. Cereal has stayed the same price. Eventually, you're going to find two little O's in a Cheerios box. Because it went, it went from like a full box of Cheerios that lasted my kids, you know, a good month to like half a bag and just a little bit on the bottom. It's like, you're going to get two O's. A cheery O. It's not even O's anymore. It's just going to be one O. But it's still only $3.99. Gallop. 61% of Americans say price increases caused them financial hardship. You just imagined it. CNBC, a record 66% of Americans are pessimistic about the future of the Biden economy. The Lending Club, 62% of adults in December said they live paycheck to paycheck, up from 58%. Again, just your imagination, okay? If your fridge is empty, blink twice and it'll be full. Wall Street Journal, another, uh, you know, trustworthy media conglomerate. Only 23% of voters said Biden's policies helped them. And those people were already on government aid. I added that part. I know. No judgment. I'm just saying. The media constantly conflate the diminished rise of inflation with costs that soared under Biden and remain high. For instance. I haven't had one in a while, but a Big Mac burger, a medium beverage, and a medium fry now cost $18 in some locations. I know you're thinking to yourself, 18 bucks, indeed. Up $10 from 2018 when former uh, President Donald Trump was in office. Yet, Smilek reported that Biden's inflation quickly faded and cooled in 2023 highlighting an economic condition dubbed disinflation. Look, I may continue with this, but it's a nonsense article by a nonsense person who should be beaten about the head and shoulders with, I don't know, sugarcane sticks, uh, bamboo sticks, because uh, she, she shouldn't be calling herself a reporter. Come on. You can't, you can't gaslight people like this. Because everything is beginning to turn. We were talking about how everyone was looking to hire. 
Remember that? And I said, at some point, the job openings are going to start declining. The faucet's going to get turned off. And it's happening. I know. It was just accidental. I know nothing. I know nothing. But it was accidental. Here we go. Job openings decline and sign of cooler demand for workers. Uh, we're we're going to keep talking about it because it's important. You live here. I live here. Look, I know how, how far my dollar went six years ago, four years ago, three years ago, and six months ago. They could say whatever they want. They can gaslight people until they're blue in the face. The average individual knows that they're paying more for less. Services are declining in quality because people are using it as an excuse. All these things are coming to a head, and they're coming to a head quickly, and uh, it's not looking very good, okay? Because eventually people are going to get fed up. If they're not already, they're going to get fed up. But there was a story I wanted to share with you. It was uh, the last day. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. The last day that we were in uh, Florida, or Florida, uh, Booger, my little one, uh, Melina, I know. Why do you call her booger? Because she, uh, humility is good in children. I don't, she just likes it. It's, it's my nickname for her. So uh, booger ran out of bananas. Uh, she is a banana fiend. So uh, she'll consume one or two, maybe three bananas a day. And uh, that morning she ran out of bananas. So uh, being the father that I am, uh, ever present in my children's life and ever willing to go out of my way, to make sure that they have eaten, even though we had some eggs uh, that we could have uh, made an omelet of, which we did later, uh, got in the car, went to the Publix. If you don't know what a Publix is, it's uh, their version of like a Kroger, Piggly Wiggly, Pick and Save, that sort of thing. Uh, What is it? Uh, Yeah, it's a grocery store. You should know this by now. Uh, and, and I went to buy bananas. First of all, I was the youngest person in the store. Uh, it's, it's a very heavy senior citizen community. So uh, a, a lot of, uh, you know, walkers and uh, mobile uh, scooters in, in, in the store. But as I was walking through the aisles, uh, I heard a song play over the audio that I hadn't heard in some time. Those of you that are my age or uh, older, uh, remember, uh, remember Jesse's Girl, Greenfield? I wish that I had Jesse's Girl. And, and I stand there, and I'm listening to it, and I start chuckling to myself. Because I realized that uh, different iterations and variations of this song uh, encapsulate the degradation of culture over the last few years. You know, back in the 80s, it was, uh, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Uh, a few years later, it's, uh, I wish that I was Jesse's girl. Uh, then a little further on, I think I may be Jesse's girl. And finally, you'd better call me Jesse's girl. Uh, and, and I was just sitting there chuckling to myself because that's how my mind works. I know. If you were to spelunk down into my brain, uh, y- y- you'd see wonders aplenty. Uh, it's... But that's, that's where we are. The, the, the downward spiral of culture, easily demonstrable by, by what we allow, what we embrace, what we validate, and what we celebrate. 
And we're beginning to see the weaponization of the legal system. We're beginning to see the weaponization of the law being geared against and targeting people of faith, targeting Christians, targeting those who would oppose the ever-growing degeneracy that has become this culture. So we, we've gone from men singing, I wish that I had Jesse's girl, to I wish that I was Jesse's girl, to you better call me Jesse's girl. And that's where we are. I know. You're like, why are you talking about this? Well, because it, it, it seemed relevant to me. What, you want to talk about the labor market? Huh? Because we can. We can also talk about the fact that uh, U.S. manufacturing has contracted for the 14th straight month. I know, the economy is great, people. If you don't see it, you're just blind. It's only on paper that you're poorer. And if you think you're poorer today, we'll talk uh, in the beginning of 2025. Because that'll hurt. Uh, a lot of people that I know, at least, those in my circle, uh, have, have run out of savings hoping things will get better. And so now, 2024, they're entering a season where they've got nothing left to fall back on and things aren't getting better. They're just getting worse. The manufacturing sector continued to contract in December. A closely watched economic barometer for the, from the Institute of Supply Management indicated uh, on Wednesday. So this is fresh. This is, by the way, uh, this is a recording, but it's today, January the 4th, the year of our Lord 2024. It will air later tonight. Gino's going to put it up on the interwebs as soon as we're done, because that's how diligent he is. This came out yesterday. Uh, the ISM, Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, rose to 47.4% in December, slightly higher than the 47.2% analysis had forecast. In the prior month, the PMI came in at 46.7, the better-than-expected improvement. The figure remains below the 50% threshold, dividing expansion and contraction for the sector. Levels above 48.7 tend to indicate expansion for the overall economy, or as the kids like to call it, economy. New orders fell 1.2% in December. Customer inventories fell to back to negative territory, although this can be seen as a promising development for future demand. They're not taking into account the fact that the demand was likely caused by uh, the celebratory nature of uh, the holidays. People buying people things they don't need. So I'm assuming that the number will contract uh, demonstrably, visibly, uh, within the next few months. Now, uh, I guess this is worth talking about because it, will, uh, it, it goes to show how far we are from any peaceful resolution in the Middle East. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, about 100 people died. Uh, when there was an explosion at uh, Qasem Soleimani's tomb. Remember the guy that Trump took out? Uh, well, apparently they, they built him a tomb and people celebrate uh, this man every year. 
and uh, somebody decided that uh, it was high time they stopped. So uh, multiple Iranian or Iranian, as uh, Barack Hussein Obama would say, state-affiliated news outlets reported the deaths on Wednesday of between 20 and 73 people at a parade honoring the late terrorist Qasem Soleimani near his tomb in southern Kerman. The result of what investigations are initially describing as twin explosions detonated by remote. Since the time of publication of this article, Iranian authorities have updated the casualty count to 103 people killed and 141 wounded, including some in critical condition. And of course, uh, the Iranians are blaming the Israelis. Uh, The Israelis uh, have not denied involvement. So uh, we shall see where that goes. Now, I I understand there's there's differing feelings about what's going on uh, in the Middle East. But uh, I saw this and it, 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 it goes to show the mindset. Uh, and, 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 and the kind of thing that people have to live with in a place like Israel. There was a, a, a lady TV anchor, and she was photographed uh, while presenting the news carrying a pistol in a waistband holster, and, and this was while she was on the air. These people have to be constantly vigilant because they don't know where the next attack is coming from when the next attack is coming. And it's, look, I, I, I hope for a peaceful a resolution, but this is the time that we're living in. These are the things that we will be seeing more and more often because once peace is snatched from the earth, once peace is taken from the earth, no matter how much men might try to de-escalate situations, no matter how much men might try to pacify others and, and, and to make things as they were, they will not be able to succeed. But understand the time that you're living in. And I know, Well, we're not there for those times. Well, you're here today. We'll talk next week, and if you're still here and I'm still here, then we're still here. So it's tell me what else but delusion. What, what else can we call it when, contrary to all evidence, we're still insisting on something that is A, not biblical, B, made up fable by other people, but C, something that believers cling to because they don't want to see the things the Bible says they will see. I, 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 I don't know where to go with this because we've talked about it often enough. That offended me. Well, I, uh, sincerest apologies for your offense, but I have to stand on the truth of Scripture. I have to tell you what the Bible says, not what others think the Bible says. Because the worse things become, the worse things get, the darker things become. 
you will begin to grow bitter, not at me for telling you the truth, but at those people who've lied to you all this time and told you that you're days away from riding a pet dinosaur in heaven. So I'm okay with my position because my position is based on the truth of Scripture. My position is anchored in the Word. My position is that of the Bible. So if I tell you, brace yourself for the unleashing of chaos in this world come 2024, and somebody else is telling you, rest easy, you're about to go away, come 2025, I'm still in a good position while they've got egg on their face, and it's not about me. It's not because I want to be in a good position. Because right now, I've got people hating on me on all sides. I get, I get emails that are, you could make a book out of it. One of them was like 63 pages almost. You, you make the heart of God's people sad. How so? Preaching the truth by telling them what's in the Bible? By not feeding them false hope? Being fed false hope should make your heart sad. Being told something contrary to Scripture and and actually believing it should make your heart sad. If I have to be the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy, but I'm still going to tell you the truth. This is where we are. Right now, an entire nation is being gaslit by this administration, and by the propagandists on the media. What is it? Oh, uh, the 2024 co-chair of the Badan administration says, people don't feel the economic accomplishments due to high prices. Well, hold on, but the New York Times says the high prices are just in your imagination. It's just on paper. It's when you sit down and do the math. 100 minus 99 equals 1. We have a dollar left. This shouldn't be, but it is. Well, we all know math is racist, so you should stop doing math. Don't put it on paper. Put it on plastic. Even Mike Murdoch encouraged you to, you know, just call in with your credit card number. Look, at some point, Rational human beings have to allow for the possibility that this administration is doing everything in its power to collapse the system. I said it. I know. But they're American. They don't hate America. Some people do. They hate America with a passion. They hate America... Uh, in in like fashion as uh, the guys with the fancy vests that have a button on the end hate it, just for different reasons. So again, at some point, rational human beings have to allow for the possibility that this administration is doing everything in its power to collapse the system. What was it I saw yesterday? It was just a flashing headline that I saw somewhere. It was either at the store or I, I was somewhere, $34 trillion is, is the national debt. $34 trillion. And there's people sitting in the back, oh, we can do better, let's hit 40 How long before we can't? 
How long before we, we, we just can't manage the debt? Huh? And once you're paying on your debt, the one incentive everyone says China has for not going to war with us is eliminated. We owe them a lot of money. I know the Chinese, <laughs> they make plastic stuff. Well, we owe them a lot of money. And if we stop paying on the money we owe them, what incentive do they have for not sending a couple billion people and going, head at them? Huh? I know. Things that make you go, but don't be scared it's all in your mind it's all in your head you're not seeing the genius of this administration because you're too busy putting things on paper I can't Uh, do you understand how dumb they think you are that's another question that, that, that you have to consider, that you have to hash out. Do, do you understand how dumb? I'm not going to use the word retarded because some people have a problem with the word retarded, even though they think you're retarded. Do you understand how dumb they believe you to be? If they can say this kind of stuff with a straight face and expect you to believe it. masticate on that one and before i get the email let's masticate chew on that all right stop not my fault that you have a dirty birdie mind so on wednesday's broadcast of cnn's inside politics oh dear. biden 2024 campaign co-chair oh chris coons coons is the coach of the biden campaign This is the guy with the fried chicken a few years back? Look, you understand that that a guy like like, like Chris Coons thinks you're dumb. And this man has the IQ of room temperature. Chris Coons is trying to gaslight you. And you know what the scary thing is? All of this to use a uh, word that uh, Madame Hillary Rodham Clinton made popular, all this basket of, of intellectual lightweights, this entire basket of buffoons, this entire basket of perverts and hedonists, this entire basket is going to be patting themselves on the back over the moon because they got a corpse like Joe Biden over the finish line not once but twice. They are already starting to gaslight the American people to accept the elections of 2024, even though to the naked eye, to human reason, to logic, it will be something incredulously incredible. Look, they just did a better job. Okay, look, Chris Coons, I mean, come on. Chris Coons was the co-chair of the campaign. If a guy like Chris Coons can't get you elected to the highest office in the land, then there's no hope for anyone. This is the man with the fried chicken bucket. If you remember, if not, look it up. This man is 
on an intellectual level of Eric Swalwell or Pencilneck. What's, uh, what's Pencilneck's uh, real name? Uh, also a, a California senator. I forget. Uh, just the dumbest people in politics. But it's not as though there, there, there's a lot of luminaries there. Anyone that they deem a threat, anyone that they understand uh, inherently to be smarter and more capable of, than them, they, they attack with the brutality of, I don't know, a, 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 a rabid uh, Tasmanian devil. I mean, they are ruthless when they feel someone is more intellectually capable than they are. But, again, Chris Coons, you got to give it up to the man. He's still in office, even after the fried chicken incident. Because, again, the American people get what they deserve as far as representation. You voted for these dunces. You voted a man like Fetterman into office. So I have no pity. I have no mercy. I have no empathy. I'll do my best to feed your kids because they don't deserve the pain. But as far as you're concerned, go with Chris Coons because you ain't going with God. Chris Coons, co-chair of the Biden 2024 campaign, stated that your average American isn't feeling highs in the stock market, price caps on insulin, and reduction in inflation, and is still paying too much at the grocery store because not everyone's a diabetic or in the stock market. But guess what, dummy? Everyone goes to the grocery store. Now, I understand Nancy Pelosi and her ilk have other people go to the grocery store for them, so they're not really, uh, you know... They, they don't have the finger on the pulse of the American peoples, you know. To them, what's an extra few hundred bucks a week for her favorite ice cream? Huh? Nothing. It's nothing. But for people on a budget, for people who understand that this is how much is coming in, this is how much is going out, and we're in the negative by this much, yeah, they don't they don't care so much about stock market highs. Cuz if they had any extra money, they'd be paying off that maxed out credit card that they're paying what 26, 28, 30% a year interest on. So you're sitting there encouraging the American people to put it on credit. And credit card interest rates are 28%, 26% around there. It, it oscillates a little bit. If you're uh, part of a, what do you call it, uh, one of these community banks, uh, it's probably a little less, maybe 18, 16%. But once people max out credit cards and they're paying that kind of interest, do you really think they'll ever get out from under? It's just a question. It's an honest question. So, so. People are managing and facilitating their debt with more debt. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to posit a hypothetical theory to you. Uh, imagine, I don't know, 53% of the American population at the end of its rope, credit cards maxed out, 
don't see a way out of the debt they've gotten themselves into. Some of them, because they were trying to live uh, better than their income allowed. Others, just because they were trying to survive. I Again, there, there's some people that haven't gotten a raise in the last six years, but they're paying groceries you know, at 40 to 80% more than they were. And they're hoping things settle down and they're hoping things even out or they're hoping they're going to get a raise, but they have to feed their kids in the meantime. And so guess what? They applied for a little credit and they got a lot because, hey, credit card companies know once they get that needle in your arm, feels good. And so they, they've racked up debt and now their, their credit limit's kind of to the max. Imagine those people, 52%, 48%, whatever it is. And imagine someone in government coming out and saying, we feel your pain. By the way, they don't. Anytime any politician says they feel your pain, uh, there should be an arm that appears out of the ether and punches them in the nose so they could really feel your pain. Uh, We feel your pain. We understand. So this is what we're going to do. The U.S., the United States, wants to convert to an all-digital system, uh, thereby expunging all of your credit card debt. But since we want to give you the illusion of a democracy, we're going to put it up for a vote. Now, since the majority have voted for it, those that don't want to sign up for the digital currency, that don't want to sign up uh, for... For uh, guys like Eric Swalwell to know how much toilet paper you use and uh, how many apples you bought yesterday. Because we're, we're living in an age where information is power. The more information they can aggregate about you, the average individual, the more power they will have over you. People currently still have access to cash. I can still go to my local Piggly Wiggly and buy some toilet tissue without Eric Swalwell knowing that it was me who bought it, okay? If everything switches to digital, that will no longer be the case. Everything will be known. What you buy, how much you consume, how much electricity you consume. And then, because, you know... Equality, equity, and fairness need to be the new brand of the American people. We're going to slowly introduce a social credit system into the mix. If you don't play by the rules, then uh, some uh, pink-haired lady with a septum ring whose pronouns are they, them, will click a few keys and uh, you're... uh, (laughs) Digital currency wallet will be bing, zero. Do you understand that everything that is being fostered and, and, and everything that they're trying to do is headed towards the notion of total control? And if the U.S., which is still considered the most powerful country in the world by many, can actually get it to work, if they can transfer everything to a digital currency, then it's not long until there will be a global 
digital currency. And we begin to see another piece of the puzzle come into play, wherein the Bible will be right again. You can't buy or sell without being in the club. Now, the Bible does say if you join the club, you're no longer in his club. So uh, take everything with a grain of salt and be very wary of what you accept. It's all I am going to say. I know this went, went a little sideways. We were talking about what uh, Rick Springfield and Jesse's girl. Anyway, back to uh, Senator Chris Coons. If anyone can uh, make it happen for Joe Robinette Biden, when the man doesn't even know his name half the time, it's, it's Chris Coons. And you know what? The polls, the polls, are bearing it out. I mean, Joe Biden neck and neck with Trump. By the time, what, September rolls around, he'll be up 15 points. Because Joe Biden's just that good. And you know what? Where, where, where Joe Biden fails a little, Kamala Harris is right behind him to, to, to make up the difference, huh? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at some point, Vanity Fair is going to do a poll of who the greatest vice president in the history of vice presidents was. And I'm sure that Kamala Harris's name will be on the list, if not number one with a bullet. I'm just saying. Bravo, strong, powerful. There you go, talking against women again. No. But have you seen what's happening at Harvard? I know. Strong, powerful, black, lesbian, uh, I don't know, monocled woman. No, you're, you're, you're a disgrace to your profession. It, it is what it is. You didn't have enough intelligence to write your own dissertation. You're a plagiarist. It has nothing to do with the fact that, that, that you're of a certain pigment or that you're of a certain gender or that you're of a certain sexual preference. You're, you're just a piece of scum that took other people's words and pretended it was her own, and you succeeded not based on your, your, your intellect by any means, but on everything else. So let's just leave it at that. I know, I'm going to get the hate mail again. You hate women. No, I live in a house with women. Well, one woman and two little girls. Love them to death. So don't, don't tell me I love, I, I, love, I, I love women. See, now somebody's going to take that out of context. I I love my wife. I love my daughters. I have no problem with the female gender. I despise hypocrisy. I despise laziness. I despise people who use other people's intellectual property as their own because it's happened to me so often I've lost count. So there. I've gotten that off my chest. Uh, Back to Kuhn. I know you're like, what did Chris Kuhn say? We need to know. Well, I'll tell you. Your average American isn't feeling the highs in the stock market, price caps on insulin, and the reduction in inflation. By the way, there was no reduction in inflation. Because that would have been felt across the board. And and at least his his half-truth is kind of revealing the whole thing. And is still paying too much at the grocery store, and they're still paying too much for rent or for housing. Well, guess what? Everyone in America needs to buy or be able to afford. Food and housing. 
So you're, you're telling me about these outliers like the stock market or insulin. And you know, God bless if you're diabetic doing insulin and they capture price. But eh, everyone has to eat. Everyone has to have a roof over their head, at least unless you're homeless. And even they have tents. So technically, they have a roof over their head. But you can't, you can't pick an outlier and say, see, it's getting better for everyone. It's not. Kuhn said, the good news is that there's been an all-time high in our Dow Jones. And who profited from that? Just a question, Mr. Kuntz. Who profited from the all-time high in the Dow Jones? Lord knows it's not the middle class or the lower middle class. It's the billionaires that became more billionaire-ish during the COVIDs and now are profiting once more from the boom in the Dow. So that old cliche that the rich get richer while the poor get poorer is absolutely true. And eventually, American prophetic, open your ears, eventually the poor, that you've been gaslighting all this time will realize that the disparage isn't between black and white. It's not between uh, southern or northern. It's between those that abuse the poor to make themselves rich and the poor that have taken their abuse. I'm not going to say between the rich and the poor, because there's good rich people. There's noble rich people. There's rich people that provide jobs. There's rich people that that feed families. There's rich people that give to charities. So I'm not going to lump all rich people into one bad, the rich are evil. But there are some people that have gotten rich off the misery of the poor. I have time to tell you the story. When we first got to America, didn't know the language. We were living in a two-bedroom apartment, seven of us. Uh, and, and my dad went out, you know, looking for a job. And there was a Romanian that had a contracting business. He'd been here for a few years. He, he, he wasn't, you know, American rich, but he was rich as far as we were concerned. He owned a house. He owned cars. His family was doing well. And, and he offered, quote unquote, my dad a job. My dad worked for three months, never saw one paycheck. And then he got hurt and the guy let him go. Those are the kinds of people that I'm referring to. People, people that will use the misery and the desperation of other people to enrich themselves. Look, we're, we're already realizing that Things can't keep going the way they've been going. Even, even stalwart socialists like the governor of New York is going, yeah, we've got to bust some migrants out of here because uh, we're trying to fix the problem. Look, I, the comparison's been made once or twice, but it's worth reading up on the history of the world and realizing what happens when uh, the people that came into a certain nation, into a certain empire, that had no allegiance to that empire, that did not share the core values of that empire, 
that did not understand the traditions of that empire, when they became the majority, and the, minority, the now minority in the empire continued to believe that they can control those that came in the way they used to when there were just a handful of them. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you that don't have time to read thousand-page biopics, uh, it never ends well. Look, we, we are a nation divided in more ways than one. And those divisions become all the more visible the harder it gets for the average individual to put food on the table, keep a roof over their head, and, and, and provide for their families. They, they could gaslight all they want. I, I mean, I understand that Mr. Kuntz is eloquent and uh, highly intelligent, uh, trying to convince the American people that all is well and getting better. But people's dinner tables tell the tale a lot better than the lies that Chris Kuntz can tell. Look, it's going to be a year of frustration. I think you can't. It cannot continue this way. And while all these things are going on, I promise you that the enemy will find a way to continue attacking the church. The enemy will find a way to continue demonizing the church. And you know what? To a certain extent, we kind of deserve it because the people that we've chosen as our leaders are turning out to be uh, less than wholesome. They're turning out to be less than righteous, even though they've presented themselves as such for the longest time. Uh, what was it I read? Oh, yeah, uh, IHOP KC. If you don't know who that is, it's not, it's not the breakfast place. It's uh, the International House of Prayer, indeed. Uh, just cut ties with uh, Mike Bickle or Mike Bickle or Mike Bickel. I don't know. Whatever you want to call him. Uh, he's the guy that founded it, by the way. But uh, apparently he's a little pervy. Has been for some time. So uh, uh, new information confirms inappropriate behavior. My assertion is this. The leadership of IHOP knew of his proclivities a long time before they came to life. They chose to sweep it under the rug because business was good. And even now, they're treating it as a business. They're distancing themselves from him because they want the corporation to continue. And uh, once you begin to, to, to filter everything through the prism of business and corporation and not holiness and righteousness, the game's over already. You're just waiting for the, you know, the final bell. So uh, this, is, this is where American Christianity is at. Uh, if you think uh, sweeping revival's coming, just keep reading these stories and understand that if the head is rotten and stinking, um, there, there's not much hope for the health of the rest of the body. And with that, uh, it's good to be back. We'll be back with you again next week, Lord willing. Uh, we're still here. No mushroom cloud. And uh, one day, uh, that'll change too. God bless. Dean, if you've got anything to say, he's yours.
Thank you, Mike. Well, in the last days, perilous times will come, and as Mike said, with IHOP, you know, the leader who founded it, and it's so sad in a way because, you know, all that effort he put in to try to raise something up that literally the House of Prayer has been a good thing around the country, but a little leaven leavens the lump, and we don't get it. We don't get that leaven, however it comes, in whatever form it's in, lust or perversion or adultery or whatever it is. It leavens the lump. It, it, it destroys the lump. And, you know, abstain from the appearance of evil. It's one thing I respected Billy Graham for. He, he was very careful ministering to women, and I've, been, I've heard from people who knew him that he wouldn't even be in a room with a gal without another gal in the room with him when he counseled. So precautions are good. And uh, 2024, as Mike said, you know, it's not popular to say, but we're headed towards uh, an absolute train wreck crisis in our country because of pride, stubbornness, rebellion. We're a country that takes the things of God and tramples them. And it's trampling them in such a level that we are going to see everything Dimitri was shown come to pass because America has not repented. We want to push gay rights. We want to push transgenderism and pronouns. Make sure you call someone the right pronoun or one day you may go to jail. We want to push drag shows, even in local communities. Not we, country, not we, our country. The country wants to promote things that are decadent, perverse. And it's almost like, you know, well, the, you know we, we party until, as a nation, lavishly, and don't think the party will ever end. But one day the party not only will end, but those involved in the party will be punished. Those that were part of the decadence and perversion and killing the preborn and all these things, it's like, do you think God for yes, God forgives. But our country's got so much blood on their hands. As much as Sodom and Gomorrah, because we said we were a Christian nation. We probably have more blood on our hands because we say we're a Christian nation. And yet we don't do the very values that once made America a, a, a good country, a country that tried to stand for morality and, and what was right. But that was many, many, many years ago. And so I'm with Mike. 2024 is going to be a very serious year of consequences that God will allow. And uh, one day he'll say it's enough. And, and he'll allow everything to meet you with seeing to, to kick into gear like you know these things are happening right now. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are